Hi, Carrie here. Want to thank all of you who reached out either through the comments, through the the Discord, or emailed me to wish me well. I had a a, a scare. I um, I thought ugly cancer was sticking its head up and uh, making its claim on me, as it has a number of members in my family. But it wasn't. It was the flu, and I would say I'm about 85% at capacity right now. Haven't haven't gotten out and ran any. But I hope to do that tomorrow. But staying in the medical field, I uh, I became aware of something that I really wasn't aware of, and I think it's it uh, it reflects on what the 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 question is: Can this get any worse? Can the stock market volatility get any worse? And I think what I learned today is: Yeah, it can. There are some ramifications of this past two years pandemic that really we aren't, we haven't, the, the, the market hasn't taken into account. And I think we need to be aware of it. And if we work together, and that's what I really want to emphasize, this channel is not just about Kerry Grinkmeyer and, and his investments and his investment knowledge. It's about putting ideas together and, and sharing information that will make us all better investors. And I came across an article in the Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal is one of my tools. You're going to hear me talk a lot about this. Tools. Uh, and that is the tools that I can have at my disposal to make me a better investor. And the Wall Street Journal is one of them. And I'm going to show you a couple other of them in this video. Because there's something, There's I, I read two articles that are in total conflict that shows that the world doesn't really understand totally what is happening and why it's happening and what the ramifications are going to be. So stick with this. This is not financial advice. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Okay, to reiterate, I'm very interested in the medical field. Um, I subscribe to the Wall Street Journal. I open up the newspaper, uh, and I let me change that. I get the newspaper at my door, but I actually access it on my computer digitally, and I'll explain to you why that's important to me. Uh, and I see a headline about a company that I have personal knowledge of. I know the CEO. He and I both support uh, St. Vincent's uh, Children's Hospital for a cancer cure. It's called uh, Race for Cancer. They, they run a thing out at Barber Speedway, and they run uh, some cars, a Porsche, the, for the hospital, and, and they do quite well. And we both support that. And so I saw this article, and I said, I need to dig into that and find out, first of all, what's going on with my friend's company, and secondly, what's going on in the medical field, and what's going on in the hospital field. So uh, let me show you this article I came across, and then let's talk about it and see what, what we can put our heads together and come to a conclusion. One of the tools that I use to help me make good uh, financial decisions, investment decisions, is the Wall Street Journal. I subscribe to the Wall Street Journal. They deliver it to my door every day. But also I get a digital copy, and I actually prefer the digital copy, um, and I'll explain to you why. But I opened up uh, this morning, and I want to show you here what I saw. 
uh, how a small Alabama, I live in Alabama, company fueled private equities push into hospitals. I want to read that. I want to find out what that's all about. So I open it up and it says, it repeats the headline and then the subline says, Buying binge made medical properties trust one of the biggest owners of U.S. hospitals, but its largest tenant piled up $800 million worth of losses. Wow, I want to know more about that. So uh, one of the features I like about the, um, the, uh, the digital copy is I can push there and this lady pops up and she is going to read the, uh, the, the, the Wall Street Journal to me. And since I'm dyslexic, that's important to me. It helps me comprehend and consume. So, okay, so what I wanted to say, I want you to hear what she has to say. We, you, I won't, she won't read the whole thing, but I want you to read the, uh, hear the first of it. Several relied on an Alabama real estate company to help pay for their purchases. Medical Properties Trust Incorporated was willing to buy the bricks and mortar and lease the facilities back to the hospital operators that provided financing for the deals and helped some of the private equity firms take money out of their investments. As a result, the Birmingham-based company became one of the nation's biggest owners of hospital property. The Real Estate Investment Trust or Wright offered investors an appealing story. It had long-term leases with tenants that provide essential services, and it paid a lucrative dividend. Yet as the company grew fast and bought more properties, it faced large losses at its biggest tenant, financial filings show. Stewart Healthcare System LLC accounted for 30% of the company's revenue in 2020, according to a filing by MPT with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Stewart lost more than $800 million between 2017 and 2020, its financial statements show, with COVID-19 adding to its financial challenges. The article goes on to say that um, they, even though they lost $800,000 and even though they had to shut down a number of hospitals and cut back their services on more, uh, they actually did, the, 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 the CEO, and this is the CEO uh, L. Edward Aldreg, uh, and I know Edward, uh, he and I both support the St. Vincent's um, Hospital's Race for a Cure for Cancer for Children, and he, he is the biggest supporter. It goes on to explain in the article that nonetheless, they continued to pay their dividends, they continued to uh, show and report good earnings, that is not Stewart, but uh, medical properties, and that it appears that there's a conflict of stories here. So that caused me some, some concern. And not that I own it and not that I would own it, but this is the kind of information that can only benefit you. Um, here it says, uh, Mr. Augberg earned about $17 million in 2020, um, according to the company's filings, and he holds more than $75 million worth of uh, MPT stock. So he, I'm not too worried about Edward, but I, I'm kind of concerned about the stockholders. So what do I do next? Uh, interesting articles, just put it away, or let's see if there's any additional information I can find. And what I immediately do is go to Seeking Alpha. And 
Here I see that it's down 4.1% today. Obviously, somebody other than me read this article today because this morning it was only down about 2%. Although if you look at the chart, it's done relatively well. It hit its high here uh, of 24.13 on January uh, the 14th of 2022, which was just a couple of days ago, uh, um, uh, exactly a month ago. Let's look at a, um, a five-year chart. Um, actually, that was close to its high that it hit back in, uh, gen- in, in February of 2020. So these are the kind of things that I can go very quickly to Seeking Alpha and see what it's all about. It's got a market cap of uh, $12.93 um, billion. Uh, No articles, though, other than this one. This one caught my eye. It's of the same day, and it's talking about Credit Suisse top of the crop. So I I go to that, and I find that Credit Suisse puts out a list uh, periodically about the best stocks, the top of the crop that you could buy. And the article says basically that Disney has fallen from the top of the crop, but just right here it says... And in January, it it fell out of the top of the crop. But look who they just put into the top of the crop. And that is uh, Medical Properties Trust. Hmm, that's kind of interesting based on what we just learned on the Wall Street Journal. So let's see if we can learn a little bit more. And if as we page down, it gives a very nice description of what they do and how they do it. It shows you that their revenues are growing, but then the Wall Street Journal said their revenues were growing, even though Stewart lost $800 million. That doesn't really come together, does it? So cause some, some concern. So then what I thought I wanted to know is um, what, what it, who owns this stock? And I can see here that institutions, that's mutual funds and hedge funds and ETFs and such, own about 83% of the stock. So the the street really likes this stock. And I think I know why. Uh, But beyond that, individuals, we know that uh, they only own 1.5. We know Edward owns a big chunk of it. Uh, Then the next thing I wanted to see is what is the short interest. And as it says here, we've got about 600 million shares outstanding, and we've got a short interest of uh, about 4.5%. That's that's not real high. Um, I would like to watch and see if that changes over the next couple of days, I'm interested. Again, because it's a Birmingham community, and, and, and it, it gives me a pulse of what's happening in a segment of the market that I'm very interested in, and that is, that is the medical revolution that I believe is going to occur. And I want to gain an understanding of how is the hospital business going to be affected by this medical revolution that I see coming on. So uh, Seeking Alpha is, has been a wonderful discovery for me. It, it gives me a quick and easy way to dig deeper, to find things out um, and, and find out it, what, what's going on with this stock, why is it going on, and then I, if I can back it up with the Wall Street Journal, I've got two very high quality uh, methods 
to, to go. Now, what I would do next is I would go to stock charts and I would put in medical properties trust and, and find, and what stock chart does very good, cards does very good, is gives me a, uh, a, a means of finding other companies that are in this medical properties trust kind of business, uh, lease, uh, buy, buy, uh, buy and lease back of, of hospitals. So that gives me what I consider a leg up. And, and I think it's important for you, if you're going to be an investor, to build your toolbox of tools that you're knowledgeable of and, and you're comfortable with, and uh, you can see an article like I just did and immediately dig into it and find out more and then put it on a watch list and, um, and see what happens. And I can do that here. I can create a watch list uh, here in, in, in Seeking Alpha, and it will notify me of any articles. In fact, I can go here, and if I want to um, learn what Brad Thomas uh, feels about it, I can click there, I can follow him, and anything that Brad writes on medical properties or anything will show up in my email box. So I think it's, I think it's a, a tremendous tool that I'd encourage you um, to put in your toolbox and, and make, make yourself a better investor. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Okay, let's put this into perspective. Um, here's a guy, Edward, uh, who has made a tremendous business out of going to hospitals and saying, hey, look, um, I understand that you have a lot of, you, you have a lot of need for, for cash flow and uh, operating capital, uh, new equipment, all this sort of thing, and you have a very valuable asset um, your hospital, your building, your brick and mortar that I will lease, I will buy from you and I will give you top dollar on it and then you can lease it back from me. So now you're freeing up that money to serve your community better and, and make your hospital better. Uh, and then I'll lease it back to you for, for a fair price. Worked well. Everything worked well. Uh, he created a REIT, a real estate investment trust. He pays a nice five and a five and a quarter percent dividend. Has never missed a dividend, um, and it shows they're making profit. But we just saw the article that um, no, they're not, or 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 at least their largest tenant is not. They lost eight hundred million dollars this last year, but they didn't miss any payments. Does that seem possible? Does it seem possible, probable? Does it sound fishy? I'm going to use, I'm going to choose fishy. Sounds fishy. Sounds like something, the tip of an iceberg that just broke the water that I need to, I need to look at differently. And then this big investment firm comes out and says, this is the top of the crop. This is as good as they get. This is a stock that is an undervalued asset the market has not really put fair value in. <laughs> the same day that the Wall Street article says, this is fishy. So 
What do we do with that? Right now, nothing. But I think what we as a collective should do about it is be aware of it, that, that this may not be the worst. Just like when the dot-com bubble occurred, the market reacted, and that wasn't the worst of it. It's like, it's like uh, Warren Buffett says, when the tide goes out, we find out who's swimming naked. Same thing happened in the subprime crisis. We find out who's swimming naked. And I think we just found another naked swimmer. So what can we do with it? Well, if we're a short player, that is we short stocks, and the shorts are not jumping all over this, there's only about 5% short, we could short it. I will not be doing that for a number of reasons, one of which I don't short stocks, the second of it, which I know Edward. Um, so, but but I, I think what it, what it should do is ring bells that says, what, uh, who are the other victims who are, as the tide is going out and the tide is going out, who else are we going to find swimming naked? Who else has leveraged themselves extremely high? Because you got to know if, if um, medical properties went out and bought all these hospitals and they are the largest holder of hospitals, they're carrying debt. What else do we know? Interest rates are going up. Debt, it was no issue when it was down around 2.18%, but now that it's going to be up around 5.4%, probably within this year, that's a substantial increase in the cost of doing business. Where else can we look to see that? Who else is heavily leveraged? What other electric vehicle company has emerged as a result of cheap money, and now that money has become more expensive, they can't survive. Who else has, has basically said, look, I'll swim naked in these high waters. I feel comfortable with it. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to reach into your knowledge base and share with me an article that you've seen, or a piece of knowledge that you have that, uh, hey, I work for this company, or I'm affiliated or associated, or I know of this company, and that everything was okay as long as money was dirt cheap, as long as invest young investors were throwing money at them. But when, when the tide goes out, they're in trouble because that's how we're, and, and, and I want to really emphasize major firm called medical property test, the top of the crop, the same day that wall street journal comes out and tells us maybe not, maybe this is not a zombie, but something on a little shaky ground and maybe it needs to be reassessed. So, Let's work together on this because with adversity becomes opportunity. The other phrase I really like is on the other side of fear is opportunity. And we got a lot of fear going on right now. So join me 
um, this morning with a cup of coffee. I'm feeling so much better. Oh, you can get one of these cups at our website, by the way. And um, and let's let's achieve what we're trying to achieve in 2022. Make good investment decisions. Learn how to keep more of what we make by understanding the tax code. And for God's sakes, let's build a let's build some family wealth. There's a, this is an opportunity. Talk to you again tomorrow.